That was my first burp of the podcast, and it was one hour and 27 minutes in. That's pretty impressive. I know I stopped drinking so much soda. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's the second one. That's part of the same burp. just came out <laughs> in two different parts. <laughs> um, I've been cutting down on coffee. Yeah. So, yeah, I've had... I've, I've been trying to have between, like, two and five cups a day and not accept yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, that's reasonable. <laughs> Listen, pregnant women should not exceed eight cups a day. Since right. I'm not pregnant, I can drink at least eight. <laughs> so you can tell a doctor. Yes. It says here, pregnant, well, I'm not pregnant, so I can do at least eight. Do the intro, Richie. What episode is this? Um. Oh, fuck. That should be the intro. I think a good intro is just us saying, like, what episode is this and not knowing. <laughs> well, no, no, let's think about this rationally. What was the last episode I uploaded? It was the Loki one. But there are two Loki ones. Ah, oh, FML. Let me go check what I uploaded last, and this will be after that. And the last episode was episode 11. So this okay. is episode 12. Okay. So this is episode 12, we've decided. <laughs> as of as of 10 seconds ago, this is now episode 12. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what are we going to talk about? Uh, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about Dark Souls 3 cut stuff, but specifically cut stuff that has not been shown off, because it's kind of impossible to show it off. Mm -hmm. Mm. And just for the record, I promised that I wouldn't make you talk about Dark Souls 3 unless you brought it up, and this is something you brought up. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yes. Yeah. So basically what we're going to talk about here is that, oh, sorry. I'm like, I'm still waking up. Hang on. (sighs) Richie, no excuses. We're professionals now. I was just about to start talking and you interrupted me. (laughs) I was giving you a motivational speech. Okay. Okay. Okay, so what we're going to talk about today is some Dark Souls 3 cut content that hasn't been shown off before. And the reason it hasn't been shown off is that it's kind of impossible to show off because it's just like random bits of text and like random tables of data and stuff. Uh, When Lance and Senna DSK show off stuff that they've extracted from those games, they stick to stuff that you can show off like kind of at least partially functioning in the engine. But there's a lot of other stuff that is, like, that just sort of shows up when they're looking for for data, like, just names and, like, HP bars and things that don't have anything associated with them, but are in there. And they don't show those off because there's really nothing to show off. It's just, like, a line of text in the in the data. So, I thought, like, we should maybe talk about that stuff. Because, yeah, most people don't know it exists, but it is in there and it's kind of, it's kind of interesting and it 
a lot of it sort of helps explain why Dark Souls 3 sort of is internally inconsistent. Because it a lot of it alludes to an earlier version of the game that made a fair amount of... Uh, that made significantly more sense. What do you mean Dark Souls 3 makes perfect sense, Richie? It makes sense if you assume a lot of it is a dream. <laughs> um, which several people have done. So what, what we're going to look at uh, now is all this, like, cut data and stuff that sort of, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we'll, you'll see as we, as we go through it all. All right, let's do this. Yeah, it's it's good for this format because it's just text and we're just talking, but it would make for a very bad actual video. <laughs> That's why they haven't ever shown it off. Because they do good content. That's true, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. subscribe to this channel for crap content. <laughs> and then subscribe to the Patreon for even worse content. <laughs> so that one day Richard can afford a window. <laughs> Well, it'll be it'll be summer in in a couple of uh, no, it'll be spring in like a few months, so it won't matter then. Oh. I just have to make it through the winter. Is your Santa Claus? Oh, people might not be familiar with Australian Santa. Go on. Christmas here is in summer, and it's in like the hottest part of summer, but we still do Santa. So. It takes two forms. One of them is people in full Santa costumes looking like they're about to pass out because they're in a full Santa costume in the middle of a summer heat wave. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a guy who has a Santa hat on, but also shorts and a T-shirt. <laughs> it's really weird because we we take, like, without altering any of it, all this Christmas stuff from from North America. So we have like, like you'll go into shopping places and they'll have let it snow playing just completely unironically, even though it's like sweltering and people have like, like light up snowmen in their front yards. And it's just, (laughs) that sounds marvelous. So do you have snow now? Oh, we said it sometimes snows in August, September. Yeah. But hasn't this year. Mm -hmm. Cool. So anyway, on to Dark Souls 3. Yes. Okay, so the first thing that uh, I, I have, like, the, one of the problems with the cut stuff is that nothing has a date attached to it. It is just, like, uh, floating around. So we don't know, like, what order these came in and what was uh, what what came before what, basically. So this is just stuff that is in there. The first thing that we have is a list of, there's a big list of all the boss HP bars. And on that list are a bunch of characters that aren't ever fought in the game. So there are five of them that are completely not in the game at all. And then there's another three of them where that thing is in the game, but it has a different name or a different role. So, to start off with the sandworm in the um, smoldering lake, that has a boss hit point bar. That is That was at one point, like, the boss of that area. It wasn't just a random enemy there. Okay. Is yeah. its name Solaire? Uh, no. Uh, another thing to point <laughs> out is all these names are in Japanese. So, when I say a name, it's just, like, a translation of it. 
Mm-hmm. So it's just called Sandworm. Um, and, oh, actually, there's, there's two, not three. Um, the second boss that is in the game but doesn't show up as a boss is that uh, the two kind of random roaming demons that you run into, there's one in uh, on the way to... No, there's one, the one you fight with Sigvard and the one that is in uh, on the way to Smoldering Lake from Carthus. Those both have boss HP bars as opposed to normal ones. So they would have been bosses at some point. They also have bonfires associated with them. So when you beat those, they would have, um, you would have fought them as a boss and they would have had a bonfire afterward, but they removed that. It's also possible they were in different positions at the time. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later on because a lot of things changed. Um, then you've got these five bosses that were completely cut and don't exist anymore. So one of them is called Crimson Bat. Mm-hmm. And the, the Crimson Bat soul is still in the data. And that would have been, we're like 98% sure, that would have been fought in the in the, the Carthus um, Smoldering Lake area. It would have been flying around there. Okay. And that was probably recycled into the demon bosses the in the Ring City. Yeah, because they okay. look a lot like bats and they also yeah. fly around and stuff. Yeah. Um, there is another boss HP bar that is just called Ghost. And we have no idea who that refers to. It Like, when I talk about these ones, these things aren't in the game anymore. Um, they're not like, oh, that, that might be this boss. Cause it's it's not. Um, so, like, Ghost is not Walnir because Walnir's HP bar is also in that list. So, it's a completely different character who never shows up. Just called Ghost. We have no idea who they are. Maybe they were referring to the movie. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, there is... Uh, right. Okay, now we get into things where, like, the boss is half in there and half not in there. Okay. So, okay. So, there is an HP bar for a boss called Wolf of the Eclipse. And, like, we'll go- I guess we'll go back and forth between different lists. There is also a list of the names that all the bonfires have. And the Abyss Watchers boss fire- uh, bonfire is called Abyss Watchers and Wolf of the Eclipse. So, Wolf of the the Eclipse, would that be that thing? It was the thing. (laughs) Wolf of the Eclipse is considered a separate boss to Abyss Watchers. Uh So, what I'm pretty sure is going on here is that the Wolf of Farron that you do the cup. Yeah, that was probably like an actual boss at some point. That, Mm -hmm. like, that was probably at the back of the room where the, the, like, goblet is. The what is? You know, in the Abyss Watchers boss fight, there's at the back of the room, there's like a goblet on a wall. And when you go there, the wall opens up and Carthus is underneath. So another Lord Vessel? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, like the thing about that wolf in the that you pledge loyalty to is it it's like completely static. It doesn't have any animations. You can't make it move or anything. But okay. it's possible they just got the model and made it static. Right. Yeah. So yeah, so there that mm, that was a boss. It it would have kind of made sense. It would be like a callback to the Sif fight, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the one callback they thought. No, that's too much. <laughs> this is a line we're not going to cross. <laughs> and they brought it back in Ariandel anyway. Oh my god! <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So, kind of related to that, there is a boss HP bar called Mother Dragon. And Priscilla? Well, I think... Right. You know, in Arch Dragon Peak... Uh, when you're on that, like, cliff where you do Path of oh, the Dragon. there's, there's, there's a, a big yeah. dragon, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the reason I was talking about the wolf not being animated before is that that dragon is not a static model. Like, it has a skeleton and you can make it animate and stuff. Uh-huh. So, that's probably, like, that probably was a boss. Right. Like, you, you can, I've, like, Lance showed me at one point he got it to do, like, a pose. Because it's still rigged. Like, it can still move and stuff. It just doesn't do anything in the game. So that, yeah, that dragon was probably a boss at some point. It would have been called Mother. It's the it's written in like phonetic Japanese. So it's like Maza Doragon. So I think it's mm-hmm. Mother Dragon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And like Mother Dragon, that is not the that's not the dragon you jump on to kill. That is that is in there, and that's called Hellkite, which is the same name as the dragon on the bridge in Dark Souls One. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Then there is. There is one that I have no clue who this is at all. It's just called Anor Londo Boss. Um, it's not Aldrich and it's not Sullivan. And it's not another boss called Moonlight Witch who we'll get to later on. But yeah, there is just a boss HP bar that is just called... It's called Anor Boss, as in Anor Londo. Um, a lot of the internal references to Anor Londo in Dark Souls 3 just call it Anor. So, yeah, there is. there was apparently a different Anor Londo boss at one point. We don't know anything about them. They're just called Anor boss. Hmm. And then uh, Sullivan, our fave. Sullivan! Yay! Yeah. So, if you've been following what Lance has been doing, he has dug up that Pontiff Sullivan was probably the um, last boss at one point, but he was a different character. And we don't know what that character was or anything about him. But there is a there is an unused HP bar that it looks like it is for the final boss, the Sullivan character, and it's called Old King of the Eclipse. So the character that was recycled into Sullivan was probably originally called something like the Old King of the Eclipse. And he would have been fought in untended graves. Mm-hmm. Just, just for like the benefit of people who maybe haven't been following all the cut stuff. The original, as far as we know, climax of Dark Souls Three was that you would do something in Firelink Shrine at the very end with all the Cinders of the Lords, and instead of it teleporting you to that weird dreg heap area with the Soul of Cinder in the Arch Tree it would make all the fire go, like the age of fire would end and everything would go dark and that was untended graves. So instead of accessing untended graves by jumping out the back of Osiris's room, you would do something in Firelink that would basically put all the fire out. So you would warp from your Firelink to like the dark Firelink where the, where you meet the, um, well, like the eyes of the firekeeper are and the old woman is and everything. And then from there, you would, Sorry. When you warp, when you went into the dark filing, the um the the door that leads to the bell tower, where you, you usually buy a key. Instead of having sorry, sorry, I'm really bad today. Um No, you're do you're yeah, doing really good, yeah. Richie. Don't worry. So right, and in this version, the bell tower 
it would always be locked. You wouldn't be able to buy the key from the handmaid. So what would happen is that in the dark version of Firelink, that door would be open. And you would climb the bell tower and you would ring the bell again. And that would wake up, we think, the final boss who wasn't Soul of Cinder, who would be this old King of the Eclipse character. But we don't really know anything about them apart from the name and that they used Sullivan's model and Sullivan's moveset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, there's other, like, oddities in the boss names of characters that we do know. So, like, like, um, actually, yeah, I think, I think now we'll go on to the, like, Yorm Walnir switching that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, here I'm going off, uh, stuff that we've, actually, I'll, I'll talk about the leaked stuff. Okay. So, a while ago, someone made this, like, big post on Pastebin. And I don't know if it's still there. I think it got removed. Where someone said that they were a they were a QA tester on Dark Souls 3. And they couldn't identify themselves, obviously. Um, if QA testers leak stuff, they lose their jobs and they never work in the industry again. So, it was someone who said, like, hey, I was a QA tester on Dark Souls 3 and I saw all this stuff that's not in the final game. Here's my big list of it, but I can't say who I am and I can't provide any information that might help identify me. And um, it was there and it was like, we just sort of filed it away because there's no way, it was no way at the time of knowing that, like, this, okay, this could be legitimate, but it could also just be made up and there was no way to tell. Right. And then what happened was, as the data mining was going on, a few things in that list that were very, very, very specific turned out to be true as far as the data mining was concerned. And then it became like, okay, this probably is real because there's a lot of, yeah, there are very specific things in there that like are too specific to just have been a lucky guess. So that document is at least those parts of it we know are accurate, which makes it seem like the rest of it is accurate. One of the things that this document mentions is that there were originally two paths to Anor Londo. Um, this is what tipped us off that the document was probably real. The way that the document explains it is that the game would branch at Undead Settlement. So, like, Undead Settlement, one of the criticisms people had of that area when the game first came out is, like, this place is huge, but you just run through it and go to the next area. But it looks like originally that would have br- it would have been like a, a junction in the path. Um, so you, what would have happened is that the curse rotted great wood. The you know how when you fight that the ground collapses and you fall into a pit. Yes. That pit would have been the entrance to Carthus originally. Huh. And then you would have been able to go through Carthus and then, uh, I think, Smoldering Lake and then reach... You would have gone through Carthus, then Smoldering Lake, and then entered into Anorlondo, and entered into Irithyll. But you would have entered into Irithyll by the by the waterway. Like, you know, the, the bonfire that's called Distant Manor? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, basically, that would have been backwards. Instead of okay. going from Irithyll down to Profaned Capital, you would have gone... You would have come up that direction and then gone to Irithyll. Mm-hmm. And then the other path would have been the path that we normally take, but there was no Carthus in between the Abyss Watchers and Irithyll. You would have just gone to the Abyss Watchers and then straight to Irithyll. 
Okay. And that would have been the, the entrance that we use in the game. Right. And that's why the Sullivan Beast appears on the bridge and on the waterway, because it would have appeared whichever um, entrance you used. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, that was the thing that was like, this is really specific. And then I was looking over the list of what the bonfires were called internally, and there's a bunch of ones around Carthus that are called Deep Direction to Anor, as in, like, this is the low path to Anor Londo. So it looks like that that is, like, right. At some point, there was going to be- there were two paths. There was, like, the high path and the deep path, and they would both converge on Aerithel. So, the, yeah, the game would have branched Undead Settlement, and you could go- you could, you could take the high road or the low road to Aerithel. The way it is explained in the document is that, you know, when you go to Aerithel Dungeon, there's, like, stairs going down. Um, like, from the distant manor, there's, like, stairs going around the side of a mountain where uh, where you're yeah. invaded. Yeah. Um, and how you can see from there, you can see where that, that crack in the wall where the the crossbow that's shooting the bat is. I think so, yeah. You can kind of see smoldering. Like, the way it's explained is originally those stairs just went all the way around and you went out of the crack at Smoldering Lake and just climbed them. And that's how you got to okay. Irithel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you okay? You sound all right. Me? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. Just have, just, yeah. 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 I'm just a little tired. Yeah. <laughs> the best oh. day to record, like, you're tired, I'm tired, let's talk yeah. about Dark Souls 3. I'm not so much tired, I just feel like kind of lightheaded. Oh. Yeah. Um, have you tried coffee? Yeah, I did. I did that like, like 10 minutes ago. Oh. Have you tried food? A little bit, sometimes. Have you tried getting a window? I have a window. It just doesn't close properly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, they also talk in that document about Walnia and Yorm being in different places. Like, they would have swapped. So, like... Yorm would have been where, not not in Walnia's room, obviously, because Walnia's room doesn't really exist, but Yorm would have been in Carthus somewhere. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Walnia would have been where Yorm is in that room. And we've, we've known, like, since the trailer that at one point Walnia was in Yorm's room. And we talked about this when we were on Aegon's podcast, but, like, yeah, we talked about this a little last episode, too, with Loki. Yeah, um, basically, like, just to go over it, Walnia, the boss that we know as Walnia, is in the trailers. He is in Yorm's room in the Profane Capital. And when you go to the Profane Capital, if you look at the icon for that bonfire, it looks, it's the same room, but it's designed differently. It's like the bodies aren't there, and it's just like a, it's like a nice version of Yorm's room. The way that this guy explains it, in this thing is that like the boss of the profaned capital was always called uh, the, like the lonesome King of the profaned capital. But at this point, the lonesome King was, was the Walnia character. And he was a, like a weird skeleton that was obsessed with gold. Mm-hmm. And it says here that Walnia at this point was the leader of the mound makers covenant. So, would not have been a boss, but would have been an NPC you could interact with, and you could probably fight them as a boss, I guess, similar to Nito in Dark Souls 1. Yeah. 
Yeah, and um, this is like obviously the trailers gave that complete confirmation, but at the same time, the Yorm's bonfire is still called King of the Dead, and yeah, Yorm's bonfire is called King of the Dead. So, mm-hmm. um, so the question as to where Yorm would have been at this point, Yorm is. We don't know where Yorm's arena would have been, but there is a bonfire that looks like it's in Carthus. The bonfires are just basically in a list, but they're kind of grouped together by area. So it looks like this is a Carthus bonfire, and it's it's called Halleck, and Halleck is Yorm's name internally. So it's, yeah, there's just a bonfire in Carthus called Halleck. So that would have, so Yorm would have been somewhere in Carthus, but we don't quite know. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's just what would have happened is you would have taken... Yeah, you game would have brunched Undead Settlement. You could go uh, through Cathedral of the Deep and then to the Abyss Watches and then to Irithyll. Or you could go down the Curse Rotted Greatwood into Carthus and then Smoldering Lake and then Irithyll is how it would have worked. We don't quite know where the Profaned Capital or the Irithyll Dungeon would have been. Because if you look at, like... um. As I was saying, you you would have taken just stairs around the side of the cliff to get to to get to Irithyll. There wouldn't have been that door there, we think. And also, like if you look from from uh, a distance, like the the structure that that door is connected to doesn't match at all. The out, like it looks like you're going. If you watch from a distance, it looks like you're going into a tower, but it's it's a dungeon. It just goes down. So we don't know what that original purpose of that building was, but um, it looks like, however, yeah. Um, the other thing is like the order of the bonfires in the name of them in Erethil and the profane capital. It looks like what would have happened is, hello? you know, that big brazier full of, hello? Okay. Okay. Sorry. You cut out for a second, but yeah. it's fine because okay. you're recording. Yeah. yeah. So like, the profaned capital and Irithyll dungeon were probably also done backwards from the way that they're done now. Um, because the way the bonfires are listed is backwards from the way that you actually <laughs> encounter them in game. So, like, you, it starts with the bonfire that Walnir has, uh, with that Yorm has. And then, like, so, like, Yorm's... Uh, fuck, sorry, they keep changing the names. The bonfire of the boss of the profaned capital... Is called <laughs> is the first one on the list. Mm-hmm. Then the second one is the one that you find Gilligan's corpse near at the beginning, but that's called Dungeon Entrance. And then the Dungeon okay. Bonfires are sort of in the reverse order that we meet them. So it looks like that. You know the the big burning Lord Vessel thing. How yes. in next to that there is a big like kind of processional way that just sort of stops. Like, it's like a ruined... Yeah, That probably was the entrance. You would probably have started there Uh and then gone up and then gone... Yeah, you would have started there, gone up, and then gone up through Irithyll Dungeon. And we don't know where that would have led. But, yeah, it looks like that that would have been done backwards. And they just sort of... They made it... They flipped it around and then they changed the way you progressed using the different keys in Irithyll Dungeon. So... At the end of the podcast, are you going to explain why they did all these changes? We have no idea. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, like, now talking about Aerothel. Um, actually, no, we'll talk about Smoldering Lake. Uh, 
Because one of the things in the document says that the idea behind Smoldering Lake is that there would have been a huge bat flying around. And you is would- that the bat I'm thinking? The crimson bat. Yeah. No, the other one. Batman? Collect all four, two, four. Oh, lava. Oh, my God. It would have been a literal lava megabat, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because of all the fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, the, the way it's explained is you would have started at the bottom of Smoldering Lake. The bat would have been flying around, like, shooting at you or something. And then you would have gone up to where that big crossbow is. And then activating that would have shot the bat out of the sky then that would have pinned the bat to the ground. And it would have been, if people know Dragon God in Demon Souls, a callback to that. Because the way you fight Dragon God is, Dragon God is in the middle of the arena and it's attacking you, but there's these three crossbows that you can activate. And if you activate them in sequence, it like wounds him to the point where he can't move anymore. Is that so the would stealth have- boss? Yeah, the- I really don't like it. Um, it's, it's not good if you have, it's bad if you, um, if you're a dex build. But everything's Um, bad if you're a dex build. You have to smash this rubble and if you don't have a heavy enough weapon, it takes two hits to do it. And then as you're doing it, like the dragon punches you and you die. Um, (laughs) I didn't like doing it on, on a character who didn't have a big sword. Anyway, it would have been a callback to that. So you would have had to shoot the bat out of the sky with. The, that's why the ballista thing is there. It was to shoot the bat down. Would it also be a callback to uh, uh, the Stingray boss? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Storm King. Kinda, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So you would have shot the bat out of the air, not the sky because it's underground. And <laughs> the bat would have landed in the swamp, in the, in the lake. And then... Um, as you were fighting, like, there would have wounded the bat, and then as you were fighting the wounded bat, the sandworm would have appeared, and it would have been, like, an Ornstein and Snow thing. Like, the oh. second phase is, like, a second thing shows up. Not Ornstein and Snow, that's, that's too, it's Ornstein and Snow backwards. What do you mean? Where you start, where you start with one, and then a second one shows up. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. they show up at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you would have. Yeah, basically, the sandworm would have shot out of the ground as you were fighting the bat. Okay, that would have yeah. been pretty neat. Yeah, and um, it looks like the sandworm is, as far as the bonfires go, the sandworm is considered the boss, not the bat. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe like the worm would have appeared as you killed the bat, or the worm would have eaten the bat. I don't know, but Richie. Yeah. Do you think the sandworm and the bat were friends? Well, they don't sound like they're friends. Well, no, if you're beating up the bat and then the sandworm shows up, they were probably friends. Yeah. 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 I think you guys will need to do a little more digging and data mining on the relationship between the two. Okay. 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 I think they might be connected to the Lord Vessel. Ah, I see. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go on. It was like, I can imagine that unironically being a thing. People are like, hmm, I suspect the bat was connected to the Lord Vessel. <laughs> Why? I just suspect it. 
<laughs> it's a, it's a gut feeling. Okay, I was right about a lot of cut content back in the yeah, day. Yeah, you have been. <laughs> uh, so, mm, um, so yeah, you shoot the bat. The worm shows up. Yeah, that would have been the boss. So, like that—that yeah. that would have been the boss you fought. Uh, pro- so, what would have happened is you would have started at the bottom of Smoldering Lake, where you start now. You would have had to fight the bat and worm, and then when you beat them, you'd climb up, and then that would just lead straight to Irithyll. Instead of it being a dead end with the crossbow, and then you hop down again, it would have kept going around the side of the cliff, and you would have climbed to Irithyll. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, like, on to Irithyll. One of the important things, like, like one of the key differences is that the Aldrich storyline would have just stopped at Cathedral of the Deep. There would have been no Aldrich went to Irithyll thing. Um, mm-hmm. This is like, I know this, this is in like the data I'm looking at and it made it pretty far. Because like Lance has been looking at the alpha and he was saying like, yeah, if you get Irithyll to load in the alpha, there's no Aldrich people anywhere. It's just Sullivan's, like, uh, the Irithyll enemies. There's no Aldrich faithful guarding the cathedral. Oh. Mm. So, like, um, according to the document of leaked stuff, what they say that, like, you would fight the deacons and then the coffin thing that the deacons are guarding, instead of it being, oh, the coffin's empty and Aldrich went to Irithyll, Aldrich would have come- Aldrich would be in there. Yeah, and he would oh. look like the way it's described as he looks like he does in the intro. He would just be a blob of slime, and he would just like seep out of the coffin. Oh my and god, that- Richard! Do you know? Do you know what happened? What? I know what's going on. You know, like if you have a bachelor party, you have like a girl jump out of the cake. Yeah. So maybe you just crashed someone's bachelor party. Well, there are no women, so. Well, whatever. It's like Aldrich comes out of the cake. It's like, surprise! But listen, the idea of the cake that, like, you're not expecting that. Whereas here it's literally his coffin. <laughs> it's, things are convoluted in the land of Lordran, okay? It's not, it's not in Lordran. Oh, fuck you! It's not even in Lordran, you fucking casual. <laughs> Have you even finished this game? <laughs> Have you ever played it? <laughs> oh. It's in Lothric. Kinda, I guess. No, no, but it's still in Lordran. It's just bits of Lordran. <laughs> no, Lordran is like the whole country. No, it's not. Yeah. You no? have to go yeah. to Lordran. In Dark Souls 1, it's like an area. Huh. Bits of Lordran end up in Lothric. Bits of Lordran end up in Lothric. Oh, like Anolondo ends up in... Yeah, don't... I didn't write it. <laughs> I, you see, in my head... Okay, well, in my head, it's the opposite. Everything okay. ends up in Lordran, because Lordran is like this really, really huge place that's basically the planet. Right. So, so when you go from the Undead Asylum to Lordran, you're traveling through space. <laughs> it's it's just it's still Lordran. You're going from Lordran to Lordran. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like 
and then same thing. Like Lothric just moves to Lordran. Still Lordran. That works for me. Yeah, like or yeah. like you know Katarina and like um, what's the other one that we wanted to visit but never got to? Karim. Yeah, and another one yeah. with the way of white. Thoroughland. Yeah, all of them are in Lordran as well. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'll need I need to watch that video we did on definitions. <laughs> uh-huh. One of the first ones. Because <laughs> I forgot what's going on in Dark Souls 3 again. Uh, well, as, as I think is becoming apparent, the people who made Dark Souls 3 also didn't really know what was happening. <laughs> it, it looks like it looks like they had to change a lot, like very late. Like a lot of things were just changed. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, but you, oh, by the end of it, you do have a theory on why that happened. So remind me to ask you. Yeah, well. Mm. Um, so basically like it says here that Aldrich's story would have like Aldrich would just have been the boss of the Cathedral of the Deep he would have beaten him and that was the end of Aldrich and like we don't have a separate Aldrich HP bar anywhere so I don't know like maybe Aldrich used the same bar as the Deacons or something I don't know but, like, it is true that the presence of Aldrich and Irithyll was, like, a late thing. Um, mm-hmm. It was, like, not not part of the original, like, plan they had. Okay. So, in Irithyll, the bosses went- they underwent a lot of changes. So, like, the room where you fight Sullivan now, he, that was- uh, obviously, at this point, Sullivan is the last boss and he's called Old King of the Eclipse- that would have been another boss called Moonlight Witch. And Moonlight Witch is still in the game. It's those... In Aerithil, there are those, like, sort of tall uh, enemies in the silver and white who make fire appear under you. They have, like, a... Oh, who have a star-type deal? Yeah, they, oh. they, yeah, that would have been a boss. Okay. So you would have fought one of those. Uh, if you look in the art book, that enemy has a lot of very, like, impressive concept art. And that's because it used to be a boss and they sort of like toned it down and made it into a, made it into a, a sort of elite enemy for that area. Okay. So that would have been in the chapel you fight Sullivan. Okay. Yeah. Um, then as you approached an Orlando, uh, there's like two differences here. Actually, there's a lot of cut shit with an Orlando, but we don't really understand it. So, like, there was um, the Aldrich boss. The boss we now know as Aldrich internally is called Sullivan. But we don't quite know what the deal is with that because we don't know anything about the Sullivan character, whether it was still someone who, like, consumed Gwendolyn or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was that Corvo knocking things over? Yeah. It's yeah. fine. My boyfriend yeah. took care of it. Yeah. Yeah. How did you know? I heard a lot of things falling over in the background. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, wait. So, Al- Aldrich internally so at, at called this point, Sullivan? The boss that you fight that's called Aldrich Devourer of Gods okay. internally yeah. is just called Sullivan. Okay. And I don't know what that means because we don't know anything about Sullivan at this point. Okay. Yeah, and like again, there is another Anor Londo boss we don't know anything about who is just called Anor Londo boss. 
who wasn't Aldrich or Sullivan. Um, and like one of the things that Lance found while he was looking at the early versions of Anor Londo, right? Okay. There's the stuff related to Anor Londo is kind of all over the place and I don't understand it, but it's there. So there's a reference. Um, there's a list of just like placeholder dialogue. So it's like, here's a dialogue response, and the response is literally just like, character says this when, like, event happens. So there's like, character says this when defeated Deacons of the Deep. Character says this when defeated Storm King. Like that. Okay. Um, one of them is, character says this when uh, you have uncovered the Anor ruins in the desert. Anor so ruins like, in the desert. It says the, it's Anor ruins, which is what Anor Londo gets called in the game, like internally. They call. Oh, it I Anor. thought you were talking about the area at the end of the Ring City. Well, that's the thing, because if you look at the intro, the intro to the game shows what looks oh, like yeah. the ruins of Anor Londo in the desert. So, like, I don't know, okay. but there is a reference to like you would have to, and it's the language is odd. It's like reveal them, almost like. Like they're hidden or something, and then you do something that reveals that Al- that Anolondo was there all along or something. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, the other thing connected to that is Anolondo has three distinct states to it. Okay. So like, there's Anolondo, then Anolondo brackets past, and then Anolondo brackets after resurrection. Hmm. So you would have been able to like the way it, one of them is called Anor Londo brackets past makes it look like you may have it may have been like Artorius of the Abyss or something and you may have gone back in time and done something in the past version of Anor Londo and there's reference to like Anor Londo after the resurrection but I don't know what's being resurrected. You know what it sounds like. What? It sounds like they pulled a Dark Souls too. Well, I guess we'll get to that, but, like... Okay. The way it's called After Resurrection makes me wonder if, like, maybe you had to resurrect Gwendolyn or something. Because so much of the of the game is, like, the bell tolls and someone's resurrected. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if you had to, like, resurrect the boss of Anorlondo, but I don't know. The other weird thing about Anorlondo that Lance found is, in the alpha, the giant blacksmith... Um, the his corp- Well, that's the thing. He's not dead. What? Yeah. His oh corpse isn't in that room. The ember is in the room, but the corpse isn't. And then he found this. It's like unused in the game. We can't get a good look at it. But it's like the, the giant. Um, it's like a, a Dark Souls 1 giant, but his stomach has. It looks like. It looks like like a Warner Brothers cartoon of someone gets shot in the stomach with a cannonball and it just sort of sticks there. Oh he has God. this like big round like metal sphere embedded in his stomach. Uh-huh. I have no idea what it is, but that that is an NPC and it is in the Dark Moon tomb where you get married to Henri. <laughs> what? Yeah, so like that that it looks like it's guarding the tomb. Uh-huh. Like, it's just standing there. And, like, it's not hostile, but I, I think you can get it to attack you if you attack it first. But, yeah, it's just there. So, 
Was this the person who was going to conduct the wedding ceremony? I don't think the wedding ceremony happens in this version of the story. <laughs> so, yeah, um, a lot of weird shit with Irithel that we don't quite understand. And maybe we will understand it later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's a bunch of other stuff like uh, Oseros. We've known, like, since the game was being previewed that Gundia would have been- Gundia was originally fought in Oseros's room. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and that is still, like, that's in the data. It's Oseros's bond- Oseros is called the Angel of the Dragon. I have no idea why he's called that or what that means. But it's, like, Angel of the Dragon, and then in brackets it's got, like, former Gundia mausoleum area. <laughs> So, like, the, yeah, they knew. Like, <laughs> it was Gundia's room originally. And that, like, that sort of recontextualizes the garden because it, it, it makes it from, like, the consumed king's garden into, like, this is the mausoleum of old King Gundia. Like, he's just buried there. Yeah. And I'm guessing, like, maybe you had to wake him up because it looks like the idea of waking up the dead with the bell is a, a bigger deal earlier. So it it looks very much like like in Demon Souls. Um, it's actually very similar to Demon Souls. The there is the old king of Boletaria is in a mausoleum, and he is off. Uh, he's sort of off to the side in the first area. And if you're good enough, you can, like, on your first visit, just unlock the mausoleum and fight him and get his sword. Mm. And it looks like they were going for a similar thing, where like you. If you're good enough, you can just, as soon as the game starts, beat the dancer and then go to Gundir's mausoleum. Hmm. Yeah. And also, like, that's that may have been connected to Archdragon Peak at one point. Because it reuses a bunch of the assets from Archdragon Peak. And there's also, there's a cut item that talks about, like, it's the key to a bridge that's supposed to lead somewhere. And like Archdragon Peak, if you look at it just as a model, it's just a giant bridge. Like that area where you fight the Nameless King is literally right. a huge bridge. Yeah. So it looks like maybe that would have been like connected to Lothric somehow and you would have needed a key. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I guess like another thing to point out is, is Rosaria. We don't know very much about Rosaria, but, like, her bonfire is tagged. It's called Rosaria and NPC. And, like, the, the bonfires in the data, some of them have a tag next to them that means this is a boss bonfire. Rosaria's bonfire is considered a boss bonfire. Mm-hmm. And I don't quite know why, because, like, Rosaria herself doesn't appear to have any, like, unused boss stuff. So, I... It looks like um, there would probably have been a hostile NPC in the room that you would have had to fight to get to Rosaria. Like, you wouldn't have just been able to walk in there. There would have been, like, a guard for Rosaria. Probably, like, the way that she's locked up, there was probably someone who had locked her up and you had to get through them. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We also know, weirdly, that there's two copies of Yoshka can appear in the (laughs) Cathedral of the Deep. What's up with that? We don't know, because, like, at this point, she probably wasn't Yoshka. She was probably a different character. They just reused the model. But, yeah, you can get you can get two 
Lance, Lance has found two so far. I don't know how many there are, but there's there's two like Yoshka clones who are NPCs, and they they're like in the cleansing chapel bonfire, right? In like in the standing in the pews, yeah. And we did mention it that um, the statue of a weeping woman in in the chapel, and I guess throughout the cathedral, resembles Yoshka. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that at this point, Rosaria probably wasn't the PvP Covenant leader. Which is, like, like shocking, because it makes so much sense. Um, this is another, like, here's a line of text thing, where, like, there's a, there's a bunch of text associated with what looks like the PvP Covenant. And it's just called the Guardians of the Dark. It's not called Rosaria's Fingers. And yeah, it's it's just like this text that's like, do you want to join the Guardians of the Dark? Yes, no. And then it's like, now that you've joined the Guardians of the Dark, use this item to invade other players. So Guardians of the Dark was like, probably just the Dark Wraiths. But yeah, it looks like that was unrelated to Rosaria originally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we don't really know anything about Rosaria beyond that. Do you know at which point she was added? She's there, like, as far as we can tell from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. It's called, like, um, that that area is called Sacred Room. It's called, like, the full name of the bonfire is something like Rosaria and NPC Bonfire Brackets Sacred Room. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, that's um, that's it, I guess, for what we know about what was removed, uh, just based on like text and stuff. Oh, actually, no. There's one more thing. Um, okay, so in this this list of like things the QA person claims to have seen, it says here that. Uh, firstly, it says that like when you went to the second part of Lothric, it was all in this, like, eclipse state, and instead of pilgrim butterflies, there were these snakes with wings. Right. And we know that's true because it was in the screenshots that were leaked in 2015. Yeah. Um, so, like, that was, like, okay, but anyone could have looked at the screenshots in 2015 and said that. Right. Um, but then that's followed by, like, when you went to fight Lorien and Lothric, there was a like a hole in the side of the boss arena and halfway through the fight Karth would fly in and he would look <laughs> like he would look like a giant version of the winged snake. Yeah. Kool-Aid Karth. Yeah, and he would he would do something during the battle. Mm-hmm. And this is like it's odd because Karth doesn't okay, there is an unused entity. We don't know what it was, but it's called Snake Soul. Okay. That sounds a lot like calf, like snake of dark soul, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, or possibly it just refers to the original pilgrim butterfly things, because they're like a snake made of dark soul. Yeah. Now, the thing is, like, calf does not have, uh, there's no HP bar for calf at any point. So, calf, calf probably wasn't a boss, but I'm thinking, like, when you fight Dragon Slayer armor, 
there are pilgrim butterflies flying around shooting at you. So I'm wondering if, like, when he says Karth was involved in the fight, if that means Karth did something like that. Yeah. Like, Karth would fly around shooting at you, but you never engaged him directly. Hmm. And this this seems to make sense of, like, oh, that's why there's all those Karth statues in Lothric. But then I have seen the alpha version of the Grand Archives, and the Karth statues aren't in it. So they took away Karth and put statues instead. But see, I don't know if, like, maybe the Karth statues were later on or something. But yeah, there's the Karth statues on the bridge where you fight Dragon Slayer armor, and the Karth statues in the archives aren't there. Mm-hmm. And we- weirdly, the archives are covered in slugs in the alpha. The slugs, the slugs from Farron Keep that are in the swamp, they are like yeah. stuck to the walls of the archives. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Oh my god! Maybe it's to show that Abrietus is there somewhere. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, because you know yeah. you found little slugs in that area uh, where you find Abrietus. Yeah. 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 It would make about as much sense. (laughs) Oh, actually, I can tell you something else about the the curse hands in the archive. The what? Oh, the the, the the book hands. Yeah. yeah. Right. I never understood those at all. And then people were like. Perfectly casual, but go on. And then people were saying, like, hey, those, those hands look a lot like the hand coming out of the curse rotted great wood. And I was like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Why? We couldn't figure it out. And then... Portals! Uh, no, it's it's much it's much worse. <laughs> then we were looking at the, the concept art book and the... the Carthus- <gasps> no, no, I know! It's because it's they made the books using the Great Wood. Because books made of Maybe. paper and paper's made of trees. So they pulped the Great Wood. <laughs> yeah, did I get it? Well, that's one that's one possible explanation. <laughs> but like <laughs> there's art in the art book, like concept art of the the workers in Undead Settlement, and they have the same hands coming out of their back. Whoa. It's like they have those hands, like, shooting out, like, growing out of their back. So, it looks like that probably was connected to the Great Wood at one point. Uh That the workers who, I guess, worshipped or whatever the Curse Rotted Great Wood, they would have been infected with the same thing. They would have had the same hands coming out that the Great Wood has. And then they got recycled into the book things in... In the archives. Well, I think my book explanation makes perfect sense. I like your book explanation a lot, actually. I'm sad they didn't go with that. No, Lance will find it. Yeah. Yeah, I guarantee I predicted more content. You have, yeah. You're an oracle. (laughs) Souls oracle? Yeah. (laughs) Did you see I changed my name in Discord? I did, I did. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So, like, that, that I think, wraps it up for just random stuff that we know, but we can't show off in engine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, 
so like you alluded to earlier that I kind of had a theory about why things changed. Yes. So like I followed the press of Dark Souls 3 pretty closely. And one of the things I noticed was that they kind of started off saying like, this is the end. This is the last one. This is the end of the trilogy. And then the closer it got to release, they kind of changed what they were saying to, this is about taking the series in a different direction. And it's a turning point for the series. And (laughs) looking at the way that like all the cut content makes it look like it ended with the end of the age of fire. I am assuming that like, that was the plan, and then someone somewhere said, you're not allowed to actually end it. You have to keep it open in case they do Dark Souls 4 later on. Like, I don't know, but it, it sort of comes across a bit like... I don't know if they were told or they changed their mind or something that, like, they had to backtrack on the idea of actually ending the series. hmm Yeah, that's the impression I get just from reading the interviews. Well, you know, the stuff you mentioned about time travel makes me think of Dark Souls 2. They had a bunch of stuff that was planned that didn't really work out, and they had to scrap a bunch of things. Yeah, well, that was like... The way we understand Dark Souls 2's development is that, like, there were issues with the direction it was going, and they just had to start over completely. Whereas with Dark Souls 3, it looks more like the plot is reasonably the same. They just sort of remove the climax a bit. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this was an issue that I had with 3 for a long time, which is that after after you get to the second part of Lothric, you look in the sky and there is this massive eclipse and there's these, like, butterfly things flying off toward the sun and... It's like every, the apocalypse is happening. Everything is ending. And then you just beat Lorien and Lothric and you link the fire. Yeah. So, like, that, none of that actually matters. You just go through the... Mo- like, if that none of that had happened, yeah. you would still have just beaten Lorien and Lothric and linked the fire. Whereas this yeah. looks more like... It looks like Lorien and Lothric not linking the fire would have made some, like... It would have had a lot of consequences and the fire may actually have not been linked and everything would have gone out. And the the fire would have gone out and the sun would have become the eclipse permanently and then you would have... It looks like maybe you couldn't link the fire at all in filing at the end of it instead of instead of linking the fire and then going to the kiln. You would have just not been able to link the fire and the whole world is like fucked. And then I guess the last thing you did was wake up Old King of the Eclipse. But we don't know where that would have gone. Well, thank God we have the Soul of Cinder. Oh, I can talk about Soul of Cinder a little. Really? Did you find something? Well, it's stuff that we've known for a while, but this just sort of cements how little sense he makes. Okay, okay, let's okay, do this. Soul of right. Cinder episode. So let's you'll, go. you'll notice that the Soul of Cinder is on the front cover of Dark Souls 3. Right, right. Um, and he's, like, shown in the intro just wandering around Lothric sacrificing people. Yeah, yeah, he's very confused about the direction yeah, they're going in, as, yes. As though the soul of Cinder, a, an entity created to guard the flame, is also just a guy who wanders around Lothric and also the main <laughs> character of the game. <laughs> right, right. Right. <laughs> so, so, from what 
from what I have seen, like, there was an NPC, like, a, just a normal human NPC, who wore the Firelink set and was at Firelink Shrine. And it makes it seem like the Firelink set was just a, an armor set you could get. Like, it wasn't tied to the final boss. It was just, like, it was a set in the same way that, like, you know, the Elite Knight set and the Faram set are sort of iconic sets for Dark Souls 1 and Dark Souls 2. Yeah. Yeah, so that would have been a set, and there is an NPC wearing it, and, like, this is in a version of the game where there is no Soul of Cinder. Well, you see, he worked hard, he yeah. persevered, and he yeah. got promoted to Soul of Cinder. He promoted to Final Boss after a previous <laughs> Final Boss was fired. Yes. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was busted down to mid-boss. <laughs> but then as, as part of, like, his contract to prevent him from suing them, they said, we will write you a backstory where even though you are the mid-boss, you are <laughs> the, the Machiavellian genius behind 90% of this game. <laughs> Aww. Kind of like what Ludwig did to Maria, huh? Yeah. <laughs> also, also, can I can I um, can I talk about something that was in the Death Stranding podcast that I got wrong and has been bugging me? Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay, this is completely unrelated to Dark Souls Three. So before, wait, before you say it, everyone who's listening has to go and watch the Death Stranding podcast. It's only three hours long. And Only three. Then you- yeah. God, felt like much longer than that. <laughs> and then you come back and you listen to what Rich is about to say. Okay. So in the Death Stranding podcast, I said that Hideo Kojima's first game was a running game about a penguin trying to lose weight. Right. Uh, I was confusing two different games about a penguin at this point. <laughs> Hideo Kojima's penguin game was a running game about a penguin called Dream Continent. Okay. And, however, the penguin in that is not attempting to lose weight. The penguin trying to lose weight is a different game called Dream Penguin. That was made by someone else. I apologize for... (sighs) This is why I haven't been getting new subs, isn't it? Yeah, probably. They were like, he's a total casual. I apologize if I upset or confused anyone (laughs) by confusing these two penguin games with the word dream in the title. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something important, to be honest. Well, this has been bugging me for ages. Because I said it, and then I was like, was that right? And then I looked it up, and I'm like, oh, no. So, for how long have you known? Since, like, uh, shortly after we finished recording that. (laughs) You haven't said anything? Were you thinking, like, should I confess, or should I? Well, I thought, no one's going to care, and then I was like, no, someone is. (laughs) So like like a month, Richie. (laughs) <laughs> Kojima's Kojima's penguin game is you. It's on the MSX. You view the penguin from behind, and you're running, and you have to jump over stuff and not fall over as you run along the Arctic, Antarctic. Uh-huh. And in Dream Penguin, it is a 
platform game about a penguin who's trying to lose weight and the enemies attack you by throwing food at you. <laughs> and if it hits you, you eat it and you get progressively fatter. Then you have to collect these diet things that make you get thinner again. So the enemy is basically the snack covenant. Yeah, the enemy is is feeding you. And <laughs> you have to try to beat the level while not fat to impress a lady penguin. But, you know, you said you made a mistake, but in the Kojima penguin game, you don't know the penguin's motivations. Maybe they're very similar. They might be, but like in Dream Penguin, she's very shallow. She just she shows up to reject you at the end of levels. Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like that's a game we should do a podcast on. All right, there isn't. There's an English translation available if you want to get the full story of. Oh, but is there? Because Nintendo's cracking down on ROM sites. Really? Yes. Why? Because uh, they're assholes. Like, oh. Nintendo have this this reputation for being, like, the cuddly, fun people, but they also shut down fan projects, like, pretty frequently. Aww. And they've recently, like, they're trying to shut down ROM sites, which I think is extremely bad. Because, hmm. like, I... Obviously, like, the, the ROMs on those sites, it is technically illegal to host those things, but... Um... Real Like, Nintendo have this virtual console service where they're putting old games up, but the old games that are on the virtual console, it is, like, less than 10% of the library of those systems. Mm-hmm. So, the other 90-plus percent are just kept alive through emulation. Yeah. And no one's making any money off it, and those games are ancient, and there's no way to profit from them anymore. And I, I just think it's it's extremely bad that this is happening. Yeah, they're killing old games. Yeah. You need to rescue them, Richie, like you rescued those old commercials. Well, no, I I do have, like, I think I have the entire SNES library on an SD card somewhere. (laughs) Good, they'll be preserved. (laughs) I I have one Super Nintendo cartridge, still. Oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah, uh, that is Zardion. An extremely janky and almost unplayable early uh, exploration-based platform game. It's called Zardion? Zardion. Let me ask my boyfriend. Babe, do you know a game called Zardion? For Nintendo? It's almost entirely forgotten. Richie, I think you just outnerded my boyfriend. Yeah, it's extremely like it got an English release, but no one remembers it. And I own the cartridge of Zardion, which technically makes it the only game I'm allowed to play on an emulator. <laughs> so I guess like if we ever stream emulated games, it's just gonna have to be Zardion and nothing else. Okay. Okay, well, we'll do I'll that. put I'll put a webcam facing the cartridge to prove I own it and this is legal. Okay. Also, if if any if anyone wants to Google Zardion, uh, the Hardcore Gaming One Hundred and One article on Zardion is written by me. Yay! Yeah, I'll link it in the description. Okay, welcome, to, and then we'll start a new podcast called Talking Zardion. Yes, a weekly podcast about Zardion. 
Top 10 emotional Zardion moments. <laughs> when Panthera is dissolved in the wall of hydrochloric acid. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Do you notice how, like, the tone has completely shifted now that we're not talking we're about not Dark talking Souls 3 and we're talking Sorry. about Zardion? I, I like, noticed! Borderline unplayable game. <laughs> Sometimes when we talk about Dark Souls 3, the tone is very um, sad. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's very different. It's like, it's like you have a headache and all of a sudden I'm tired and... <laughs> I, I co-opt with Grand Archives to do, like, the whole of the Ring City with her. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, we had real problems with Gale. We were on Gale for, like, an hour. And then she said, oh, I understand him now. And she's been co-oping against Gale for, like, ages now. They talked it out. They sorted out their differences. They understand each other. She learned Gale's pattern pretty well. So she's like, mm-hmm. no, Gale is a good boss now that I understand him. Oh, oh, and uh, she has a Twitch? Or- oh, yes, yeah, she is. She is on Twitch, yes. She's probably streaming right now. So let's let's mention her. Okay, you can see her on Twitch. She is uh, twitch.com slash it's gold tooth, but the O's are X's. So it's like G-X-L-D-T-X-X-T-H. Cool. So check it out. Yep. She, she streamed Dark Souls. She's doing a blind playthrough of Dark Souls 2 right now. And she played it for eight hours yesterday. It's pretty hard. So by the time this goes up, she probably will have finished it. Nice. I once played The Four Kings for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't go very far. Yeah, so how long... Are you, are you ever going to fight The Four Kings again? I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, they, they, I think they broke my spirit, and I don't want to talk to them anymore. They can keep their ugly hole in the abyss with Kath. They don't even... Listen, they don't even have, like, a TV. They don't have internet. They don't even have furniture. They can stay there. I don't even care, okay? Keep well, keep the drowned city. No, but they, Live they there. rise out of, the, out of the abyss, so maybe, like, under that, they've got a TV. No, they just stick to the wall, and then you don't see them, or whatever, the floor, and then they rise up. They make you think that they have stuff, but they really don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're yeah. being so difficult, because they're jealous. They're jealous that I have a Fallout mug, and post-its, and a pineapple purse. Do you think, they, do you think they'd be jealous of, of your Fallout mug, or do you think they'd be, like, elitists who are, like, only the first two games are canon? <laughs> I think it would be like 50-50. Karth absolutely is like the Bethesda games don't count. Oh, 100% man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even eat poop, right? That's, yeah. <laughs> what an elitist. <laughs> we going to end on that? <laughs> I think we'd better. <laughs> I think... Oh, oh, Richie, Richie, Richie. Yes. Okay, I have realized something recently. Because, <laughs> you know, even if oh, we... Oh, no. <laughs> 
even if we forget to say a code word and mention someone <laughs> in the podcast, <laughs> um, I add it after I add it on the screen yep. in text. Okay, good. Like when I edit the episode, but what then- do the code words do? <laughs> We didn't decide yet, but it's going to be epic, I promise. <laughs> it's going to be epic. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I put that stuff on screen. But, like, okay. a lot of people just have the, the podcast in the background. And yep. they don't look at the screen. So we got to yep. make a conscious effort to say these things. What is the, what's the code word, then? Well, we got to figure one out now, so we can have it megabat good all right so the code word is megabat i'm happy with that and we did mention a person so that's good i'm happy with that too yep and uh, what else did we forget we mentioned the episode number we're on point today we're good okay and why are you not enthused that we're on point i'm surprised that only took like an hour and 20 minutes feels like it should have been much longer. Well, it'll be less for you to edit. Oh, shoot, I almost dropped some water on my laptop. Good God! <laughs>